Welcome back, y'all, to the Word of Reason podcast. You know what I'm saying? Let me back up from the mic, make sure I'm not blasting your earlobes up. But welcome, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Word of Reason. Look, I'm going to keep it very straight with y'all, bro. Um, I'm a human being, so I get frustrated, bro. Um, Real frustrated. Look, bro, I just spent a while doing setup because some. I'm going to just give y'all a break. I'm going to just give y'all like a little breakdown, bruh. Because anybody who be doing stuff like this, be realizing setup, be some of the most tedious stuff. Like, I don't hate my job. None of my job I hate. Honestly, this is probably... I thank God for it a lot. I thank God for both my jobs. Technically both. Um, I, bro... Why am I getting on here starting off by complaining? You right. I don't want to complain. But first and foremost, I will say welcome all of y'all to the Word of Reason podcast where we talk uh, biblical principles and practical aspects and the things God has been teaching me um, and showing me so that you guys can find reason. Ah, you rocking with the intro? It's a little bit long, okay? Ah, anyway, but uh, <laughs> welcome, y'all. Welcome back, y'all. Uh, just just be here. Now my spirit's all lifted up, bro, because I was dead serious, like dead serious five minutes ago. I was not happy, bro. I was not, I was not happy. The joy of the Lord was there, and I was still frustrated, bro. Um, but I, I got a few things I'll go over before I, like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, hop to what we were talking about. Um, dog. Um, we hit ten thousand beautiful individual human beings who have followed the Instagram. So I just want to go ahead and give that some claps and thanks to my Lord and my Savior, my God of the universe. I'm gonna go ahead and give you some some praise on here too. Um, thank y'all, thank y'all so much for your support of the podcast and speaking of support i gotta shout it out um i forgot your last name sir but there was somebody who donated to the podcast for equipment his name is joe bro joe donated to the ep- i wanna i wanna have some type of like shout out for like that because it's like I, I feel like i can't just leave it unnoticed it's just like joe donated a a large lump sum to the episodes and i want to say thank you so 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 very very much so much so joe for donating to the word of reason podcast uh i woke up and saw that i i I did the like the wipe of my eyes thing i said wait a minute bro that 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 ain't right is it i looked again i did a double take bro i said wait but um thank you so so much for the support here um, and for those who don't know, all the links you could possibly need, whether that be the socials, whether that be a way to reach me, hit me up, uh, the email for the podcast, all that stuff, links to the donation too. just even if you want to drop five quarters up in there, hey, five quarters will be able to take me over to the Dollar Tree, brother. I can buy me a doggone bag of chips and call that a day. Look, nothing goes unnoticed. I see it. Um, and I thank you so, so much for the support, Joe. Thank you so much for your generosity. Um, thank you. I, I yeah, I could stay on that for a little sec. But today I want to talk about something that's been really poking my heart and has been in my earlobes a lot recently. And um it's it's about this walk as a Christian. Now this walk as a Christian, I'm going to cut right to the chase. Um, This walk requires effort, man. This walk requires more effort than we think. Now, I'm going to break it down and get to the personal aspects and all that. But let me just say this walk takes effort. You cannot get to the point where God has a calling on your life. Or you know that God has a calling and a purpose and a plan for your life, which anyone who's a Christian does. Anyone who's not even a Christian, still God has a plan ready for you. It's not like you become a Christian. He's scrambling to make a plan. No, he already has one for you, right? 
it's that dog it takes a serious denying of the self to get to next levels and what someone had said previously before I you know was done with all this setup that was the stuff that was irritating me by the way because I know I didn't finish it I just didn't want to get on here complaining um I didn't want to I don't want to get on here and start complaining um it's just that there was this comment made that obedience is what was it obedience is equal to your growth in your relationship with Christ. So if I'm lacking obedience, yet still seeking God a whole lot, my heart has something going on that's contributing to the factor of lacking obedience. I cannot serve God and be disobedient because I'm not even serving him. You get me? And a lot of times, often, we do that, and we don't even know we're doing it. And we think it's minute, but it's actually collectively big. Even if it's even if it's not even collective, or even if it's not collective, it's still important. Um, and very big on its own. So I kind of came to this realization a long time ago, and I even mentioned it uh briefly in other episodes where I was just kind of like, uh dog. I realized that this walk gets a little bit more not even difficult but selfless than I thought. And it came with my realization uh, when the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to see like how much we feed our flesh. And obviously prior, no, not obviously, but prior to that revelation, I had known the verse of the fact that, or I had known plenty of times throughout the Bible where it says that we're to deny our flesh. And we're not to gratify the desires of my, uh, gratify the desires of our flesh to bring forth birth to sin, which therefore gives birth to death. And I'm pretty sure that's in Romans chapter 8. That might be where it's at. Nope. No, 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 no. That's James. It's in James chapter 1. Uh, I'm getting it mixed up. In James chapter 1, where it talks about when... Uh, When I'm trying to think about it, but I don't want to like, you know, guess about it just in case nobody knows. I don't want to give out the wrong kind of paraphrase. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. So with me knowing that prior, I was kind of like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, bro. We're supposed to be putting off our sinful desires a lot more. I'm like, this thing requires a whole lot of effort. And now I'm seeing it in so many more different things. The six hours that I spend watching on YouTube, um, cut that in half. Cut that in half and spend more of that time with God. Because in all this time that we spend, we'll use social media as an example because we know TikTok is our most used app. Let's just be honest. If not, I'll be honest. TikTok is one of the most used apps I have. And if I'm spending six hours a day on TikTok and two hours a day with God, which one am I serving the most? Am I serving TikTok or am I serving the God of the universe? Clearly, there has been so much more time and commitment given to TikTok than there has been my God. What am I doing with TikTok? Not even just TikTok. My cell phone in general, I make it an idol. I will say it right now that God does not want you to serve an idol. God's first commandment is to have no other gods before him. And one thing that I'll stick on now, for example, is the fact that we idolize our phone and we don't take God serious enough to put that off. And to listen to him, spend time with him, get in the word, pray, praise and worship, pull up a seat to the table with the king. Let him have a spot to sit down in our day and we can talk for hours and hours and hours. And we can talk about what, you know, what I'm saying as we read the Bible, we discuss things and we talk about it. 
And one of the things that he showed me recently and how I view going to God throughout the day, it's like I see it from like this bird's eye view, right? Just think about the edge of his throne, right? Where you can just see him sitting, but it's his feet, right? And it's empty before him, right? And when you come in throughout the day, it's like you have a little pillow, you you place it down in front, and you're like a little child sitting before God. And you're just talking, like just st- sitting up, like leaning left and right, just looking at the king and talking and you know, he's showing you different things throughout scripture. And that's when you guys talk about it. And he's showing you different things here throughout, you know, different events that have gone through the day and showing you like, okay, well here, you know what I'm saying? You could have done this a little bit better and you could have, you know, and you know, this could have said it this way. And then it's like, that's how you show generosity. And then it's like, ah, like those little talks you have, um, quote with yourself, ain't with yourself, you're talking with God. Um, when you're like, say reading the Bible, for me specifically, whenever I read the Bible, I don't even just read. I literally read and then be going into like a TED talk with God. With. Keyword is with, though. Not to God, with God. Because, man, I'd be reading one scripture and then be talking about it for 35 minutes. But let me get back on track. Um, that's the kind of intimacy we got to be more consistent in. Where we pull up a chair, pull up a spot. And go to the throne, sit and conversate with God. And when I say go to the throne, I mean, be in the presence of God. I don't mean you're literally levitating up to the third heaven like Paul in first Corinthians chapter 12. I'm saying that you pull up a seat to the throne or go to the throne room of God by simply inviting his presence or going into his presence. All right. And. We as Christians have not been so good in the factor, or at least from what I can see, I might be wrong. I might be very wrong and that Christianity might be at a peak right now, but it don't seem like it. Um, in personal relationship and development with God. I feel like it's rising back up again. Christianity's rising back up again in this in this world, um, people by people. Uh, but in the sense of our commitment to him. In the commitment to following Christ, I feel as if we ain't really all the way there. Now, for reference, I I reread the Gospels a lot because when I reread the Gospels, it, it kind of gives me more refreshers and different revelation on like the character of God because God is Jesus. Jesus is God um, or Jesus is God. Yeah. And um when I reread Luke chapter one, where what was I thinking? Ah, yes. So it was with. Let me see. Boom. Okay, so it was in Luke chapter two, verse Thirty-six through forty. Right. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but this is just for reference. When it kind of sparked in my head, the fact that my commitment to God hasn't been where it could or should be. I say could or should because I don't want to. I don't want you to feel like this is where you should be. If you're not anywhere else, you're not a real Christian. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that we could severely improve our commitment. Um, and the time we spend with our father, you get me? So in 36, it says, Anna, a prophet was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Fenuel from the tribe of Asher. And she was very old. Her husband died when they had only been married seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. Here's where it smacked me. She never left the temple. But stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and prayer. That's the part that it it, it really hit me. I thought about it in the fact that, yeah, these are real people. How much dedication and heart would you have to spend day and night 
never leaving the temple. Imagine this. You're in church. Let's say for church one one day you're at the altar praying and worshiping for God, worshiping God for six and a half hours. Okay, let's just bump it by two hours. Let's say you're at church at the altar, never leaving, worshiping there for eight and a half hours. That thought to me makes me feel like, dang, I don't know if I could be there for eight hours. I'd be like, but you can be on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and your social medias for hours upon hours upon hours without a second thought. You can spend time on TikTok alone for six and a half hours straight scrolling mindlessly while I poke at your heart and you do nothing about it. And that's when I started really remembering and realizing, dog, we got to put more effort in. We got to put more effort in. Last episode, I, I, I made the, the, the announcement of the revelation I got about the fact that sinning is a choice when we come to Christ. Sinning is a choice when we come to Christ. We've been freed by the Spirit of God. And the power of sin no longer has a hold on us. The sin that the one man did, Adam, is completely overcome by the gift of Jesus Christ. Uh, I believe that's in Romans chapter 6 or Romans chapter 7. Read that amazing explanation to really put it into perspective on the power of of everything Jesus, the power of Jesus right there is, is really, it's really hit me. But as Christians, we, we got to do a better job at being what we're called. We're followers of Christ, yet we don't really pursue after him. You get me? And whenever I'm talking, I'm not talking at nobody. I'm in this. I am what I'm talking about. I'm actively going to practice what I preach. And I have an example to tell you guys as to why I'm here saying that we have to do a better job at simply obeying and following the commandments of God. And I got scripture and I got personal uh, evidence. Bear with me here. So, yesterday I went on a walk, right? I've been very physically inactive lately. Still ain't overweight. Still ain't getting too big. You know what I'm saying? I really haven't gained like any weight at all, actually, in the last two months. I've been just losing muscle. Anywho, so I went and I went on a walk. And upon like the last bit of my walk, I was told to, I think I either was told or I felt the urge to, which is technically being told, um, to go to this certain area, it had a house full of workers. I'm talking about 25 to 30 different people were working on a roof. They got majority of it done. But <clears throat> going on with the story, I heard walk up and down the hill three times, right? I was like, okay. And I'm already nervous because I have to walk past these doggone people. And the fear of man starts to strike. And I'll elaborate on that second, but I'm going to just keep on going for now. <laughs> so I I start to walk up and down the hill. And on the third time, I believe, on the third time, actually, no, no, no. As I was walking up the first time, I knew that there was something that I needed to do, something that I needed to do. And maybe I was wrong about this, but I have felt such a strong conviction and a strong urge of you've been disobedient that I can't even shake it. I can't shake it. I cannot shake it. I can't shake it. So on the first time I walk up and there was a guy in a green shirt, um, he was like, you should go and pray for that guy in the green shirt. I was like, "Ooh, Lord, can you give me an opportunity to like, you know, because there's like 25, 30 different people. The fear of man will make you be blatantly disobedient. The fear of man puts the pride, the fear of man puts the thoughts of other people and makes them as the forefront of your mind. So that way you're so scared of what other people are thinking 
that even if God gives you a direct order, you'll start to question God's authoritative position and place it with the 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 thought processes and the potential potential, not even real, the potential emotions of men. The fear of men is so dangerous because it will prohibit your ability to even listen to God. You'll start to question your uh, you'll start to question God. You'll start to you know, you start to walk in a lack of faith. You start to lose trust in the words that he's saying. And when you start to lose trust in the word that he's saying, you become completely disobedient. You be not even wanting to talk about Jesus to nobody in person because you're like, well, what if they think this about Jesus? Well, I don't really have a da 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 ba da ba da ba ba All of that is hypothetical. You don't even know because you haven't even done it. Do not let fear control you. Fear will paralyze you. Walk in the fear of God, not the fear of man. The fear of man kicks away the fear of God, and the fear of God kicks away all the fear of man. Those two are like completely strong oppositions. When you seek to please man, it nullifies the things of God. When you seek to please God, it nullifies all the things of man. And I realized as the first time I was walking up that hill, I was like, oh, God. I'm getting nervous and I knew it was a fear of man but I didn't pray for myself or anything I kept praying I was praying protection over everybody I felt the strong urge to keep on praying and da 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 so on the third time I'm walking up the guy in the green shirt walks out to the truck as soon as I'm walking past on the third walk up I'm missing details in this story I gotta stop hopping though <laughs> so anyways so let me reiterate so I can give you a linear storyline so I can carry this out in a decent way. On the first time I go up, I'm seeing like, okay, pray for the guy in the green. I'm like, okay, no, I need a better time to, you know, I'm not going to walk up on a property and just start being like, uh, do I have less English? And then if not, then I'm going to still pray for him anyways. Um, so I walk up the first time, come down, and then I walk up the second time. Um, and at the top of the hill, the sun gets covered by the clouds. And at this point, I'm looking up. I'm like, I've been praying for the presence of God to come down like a spirit. I've been praying. I've been praying the uh, presence of God not come down like a spirit, but I've been praying the presence of God be coming down powerfully upon everybody upon that house. And that every last one of them is struck with the fear of God, the fear of the Lord and da 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 da. And now this cloud comes out before the sun. And I just felt like, you know, when the sun comes out again, I will reveal my presence heavily upon them. Um, my glory will shine brighter than the sun. I might even be wrong about this. I might have been thinking about this. But either way, I was still supposed to do what's coming up. So I walk down the hill. I'm still praying. I walk back up the hill. And guess what? The sun is about to come out past the clouds. And the guy in green walks out to the truck to grab waters. He's within arm's reach of me alone. God had answered what I asked him to do. Set it up. And then I felt that urge in my heart. When your whole body feels like it's been, it's like a drum of liberation where you go, ba-doop, ba-doop. that's how I feel whenever I get an urge to do something from God that I know I'm nervous to do. And so... I get that boop as I walk by. It's like God had reminded me in a clear Spanish. Just ask to hablas inglés. And if not, pray for him. If so, even better, because now we can conversate. Dog. I go over there. I'm walking. I'm walking past. This dude is literally like the distance from me to the camera, but like shifted to the right a little bit. Dog, I walk right up to him, and then God is like, speak to him. And I, long story short, I walk right past him. I walk right past him. And immediately I felt like he might have been saying, go back, go back, go back. And I was like, no, no, I can't go back now because now there's so many people that might be like, da, 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 da. I say all that to say. Who knows what could have happened? Who knows what could have happened? So, I'm going to just keep going. <laughs> I'm going to just keep going. Um, And I'll tell you that today, 
I was told, no, no, no. Yesterday when I got home, I felt like, dude, I should have just talked to him. I should have just talked to him. I should have done it. I should have done it. And I felt it on my, uh, I started thinking about the fact that even if I didn't, if it wasn't the way that I expected to be, that God's presence would have been coming down upon this whole house. Imagine, I don't even want to get stuck in the what ifs, but think about the fact that had I been obedient to God, had I gone and prayed for this one man, maybe some others would have come and ask me for prayer maybe some of them would have felt the spirit of god going on between that prayer maybe that man would have broke down because i said something about uh his family or something like that maybe something would have happened and the spirit of god would have fell upon him and it would have been like pentecost who knew who knew but because of my disobedience i let the what ifs of man control and neglect Control, no, no, no. I let the fear of man control my mind and get me to neglect the words that I had heard God tell me. This is what I mean by we have to be better. Because a lot of times, by a lot of different people, we sometimes have received direct orders from God. And we act like because since it's something we don't want to do, it ain't God. Yeah, it could be. And sometimes you know you heard him and he won't always be repeating himself time and time and time and time again. And he won't always be granting you redos and redos and redos from disobedience. Now, he'll give you grace to be forgiven of your sins over and over and over again. Don't abuse his grace. Let me say it right there, just in case you think I'm talking about the fact that you can keep on sinning and sinning and sinning and sinning so that his grace may abound even further. Of course not. So. What I was saying is that. Don't let your disobedience come before. Don't let your disobedience be present. Just listen. Just listen. Because you do not even know what to expect. And don't even listen to the fear of man telling you they might think you're crazy. They might think you're this. But stand firm in your own faith in God. Stand firm in your own knowledge and understanding of God. Don't try to take on the mindset of somebody else and start being all concerned for them when it comes down to Jesus. Because if they have no idea who Jesus is, there's no reason you should be trying to take on their mindset. But instead, you should be trying to plant that seed. That's what we're supposed to be doing. I say all that. It's just like we have got to get better at making sure we're being obedient to the call that he has given us. Being obedient to the to the direct uh, job that he's given us. Uh, be be obedient to what he's calling us to do in that moment, the assignment we have, whatever it may be that he's telling you to do, be obedient. This walk with Christ is not do minimum, uh, do minimum effort, reap maximum benefits. Dog, you're going to have to sacrifice some stuff. You're going to have to put some stuff off. You're going to have to crucify that flesh. You're going to have to go through some suffering in your flesh, pinning that thing up, crucifying that thing. It is not easy. It is not always easy. It, it, it won't always be smooth riding because the more you start to walk with God, the more you start to see throughout your actions how you could choose one of two things. Will you choose to follow God? And it may hurt. It may hurt. It may hurt. It may be uncomfortable. It may be nerve wracking. It may be all of the above, but you're being obedient and asking God and relying in God's word or asking God for strength and relying in God's word or two. Will you proceed to be disobedient? Will you back up and will you say, God, I don't feel comfortable with this. I'm not doing it. Which is oftentimes what we may do. And we may laugh it off as in like, yeah, I'm forgiven. You know, I got to do better next time. When are you going to get better if you don't start? When are you going to get better if you do not start? How are you going to get better at evangelizing if you never speak to people whenever you're uh, urged to do so? We have to be better at this. At choosing to follow God. We got to really walk in this thing. 
We got to really put our foot down, put the effort in, fast, pray, spend time with him. Be intentional. Do this thing with intent. Don't do it for for alternative motives and da-da-da-da. Do it for the growth and the glory of God. Do it for the glory of God and do it for the growth of the kingdom of the God. Uh, do it for the growth of the kingdom of God. We have to go out into the field as Christians. We have to. We can't stay complacent. I'm comfortable here talking about Jesus in my room. I'll talk about Jesus for two and a half hours in my room. You put me out in front of a crowd of 20 people. I might have some complications. I might have some complications. And you know, it's tough, but I'm going to choose to be obedient. I've got to start choosing to be obedient. And I say, I, I usually don't like to talk about a lot of things that I haven't been walking in, but I didn't even explain the rest of the story. I'll get to that in a sec. But I don't really like talking about a whole lot of things that I don't have much understanding on. Because what I'm going to talk to you about something I don't understand and then confuse you and then mislead you and then I'm not going to do that. That I don't, I don't want to mistreat. I don't want to, I don't want to misuse this platform to speak to people and then mislead people. That ain't it. Um... But what I'll say is, with this thing, it's still fresh, like today fresh. Um, So let me finish the story, right? So I'm feeling all this regret. I'm letting my disobedience become regret. And don't let your disobedience become regret, bro. You don't know. That person could literally have died yesterday. What if he fell off the roof yesterday? I don't know. Thinking to the extreme, I know. But still, you know what I'm saying? But still, what if, what if? Anywho, I come home and I know that today, which is the next day after that, go back to that hill, walk up and down it six times now instead. I said, okay, got it. So today I go up to that hill, right? I get over there expecting there to be a lot of people. I'm 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 walking down the street that's going to end up leading to it and I hear people working on the roof, right? I get around the corner, da 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 da, go up the hill, go left and then I go right back up and then I tell you there ain't even a third of the people there. You know how I told you there were 25 to 30 people that were there yesterday? That I was praying over that I said, you know, God, let their spirit, God, let your spirit pour down. We're supposed to be vessels. But how are we going to be vessels if we never let God use us? Just want to throw that out there. How are we going to be vessels? How are we going to usher God into others for others to others if we never let God use us to move throughout the world? How are we going to do it? How is that possible? But um, just want that tidbit in there. Ah, that tidbit in there. Ah, but uh, <laughs> but like, I go up there and there's not even a, th- there's not even close to a third. There's not even a fourth. Yeah, I know I change fractions. I, there was like 25, 30 people there. I guarantee there was about like 20 people there. There were three people there this morning, dude. There were three people there. Three. I walk around that corner. I'm I'm disappointed in myself. I said, God, I can see why now. Had I maybe prayed for that man? Who, I'm not even going to expect this big falling out. What if I just prayed for this man and he felt God's spirit? May not have understood the words that are coming out of my mouth. But what if he felt the spirit of God and then went and said, hey, this gentleman prayed for me and he prayed for me and I really felt something and da, 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 da. And what if he started talking about it with others and then now the spirit of God comes forth in their conversations? What if there was a big revival that would have happened in that house before everybody left? What if they would have joined hands and started praying for each other? What if they started, what if he was influenced to pray? I won't ever know because I chose to be disobedient.
and I'm not, I'm not even beating myself up here. I'm not even going to be lacking grace for myself because I've, I've kind of forgiven myself. It's like, okay, I see it now. I see where disobedience can toll very heavily. Disobedience tolls very heavily. Very heavily. So I start I start getting to my walk in, walking up and down six times in the in the hill. Da da da. da. About the second time there was this uh, guy I walked over and I prayed for him. Now at this point I'm walking with boldness because I understand the severity of dis not disappointment. <laughs> But of disobedience. I understand it now. I am not going to let the fear of man control me. If I'm walking and God says pray for somebody. He's not saying it just so he can spook you up a little bit. There's intent behind it. Even if I pray for somebody or ask to pray for somebody and they reject it. It can still help me. But um, I go today and. Pray for this person. Then I walk up and down again, and then I'm walking down, and then I pray for another person. There was a third person up on the roof. I didn't go on the roof because I didn't want to walk on the roof with some Crocs. And so then there was this Amadon, 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 Amazon delivery driver, uh, I believe. And I go and I pray for him. Dang, I should bleep that out. I don't want to say his name. I don't want to say his name. Uh, Hold on. Okay, 42 minutes, 30 seconds. I got to remember to add a bleep. Hold on. 4230. I need to write a bleep. Ah, let me just write it down. 4230. Bleep. <laughs> I just got to make sure, y'all. I just got to make sure. Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. Y'all see my little dude, James, right here? We going to call him King James. You know what I'm saying? That's the this Brody right here, man. How y'all rocking with James? He going to be, he, he joining a podcast now. You know what I'm saying? How y'all feeling about King James? King James, how we feeling? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have him right here, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to put him up here in one of these cupboards. Or this, these little cubbies. King James in a cut. So anywho, <laughs> I pray for uh the Amazon driver and it seemed to have touched him. Then I go and pray for somebody else. And then I stop by people's houses and pray. I feel like God put me to work today. He said, look, those people aren't there. However, you can do this instead. And who knows? But I say all that to say, dog, it is imperative that you follow the commandments. That God gives you. Don't put them off. Don't hesitate. Don't backtrack. Don't let fear overcome you. Walk in faith. Let me tell you what another thing is. That that he mentioned to me. About not being obedient is. Or letting fear control you. What fear will do. Is you start to lack complete trust. Bruno. Cut that off now. Um. What happens is, is what you do is you start to lack faith in that the word of God is true. When you fear God or no, no, no. When you fear man or when you let fear control your mind after you received a commandment of God or an instruction from God to do something. And you deny it. What you're denying is the truthfulness of his word, the faithfulness of his word, the trustworthiness of his word. And instead replacing that with the fear of man rather than the fear of God. You doubt that he's perfect. You doubt that he has reason. You doubt that he has trust. All those things are encompassed simply because of the fact that you let fear dictate. God, you told me something, but I don't I don't know about this one. Now. I can understand if he tells you to do like, yeah, get on top of the roof. I'm going to be like, God, now, well, I don't know why we're getting on top of roofs. Um, hopefully, I don't end up going down to uh, Borough 1 Poplar, you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to go down to the to the, to the the prison. I ain't trying to go to jail. Um, and even if I do, there's got to be a reason there. See, the thing is, the point is that God does everything with intent. So he's not going to tell you do, to do something for your harm. 
So trust and believe in his word. When he tells you to do something, do it. And to be honest, it may be scary. But what God was telling me yesterday before I did my blunder um, of not praying for that guy yesterday was he said, remember that no matter where you go, my spirit is in you and I am with you. The power that I have put in you is there. The, the, the presence of the Holy Spirit is in you. The power of the Spirit of God is upon you. No matter where you go, you will not be defeated with my spirit. And then he gave me a visual. One man with the Spirit of God against a hundred men controlled by the influence of Satan. The one man with the spirit of God is greater than all a hundred of those men. I'm not talking about greater in the, in the eyes of God. I'm talking about stronger, more powerful, more peaceful, more joyful. That person that walks in the spirit of God against a hundred men. Blinded and veiled. By the influence of Satan, those a hundred men don't got a chance on that one guy with the Holy Spirit. Don't got a chance. Don't got a chance. You know what? Some scripture too. Um, not on the not on the one v a hundred. If so, we could technically look at Samson. I'm not gonna lie. How many people did he beat up? Didn't he beat up like a thousand people, bro? Samson was out there throwing up hands and donkey jaw. My goodness. But let's go over to. Luke chapter 15, where Jesus talks about, I am the vine, you are the branches. And a lot of people mistake this for saying, like, um, you can lose your salvation. I personally am a person that does not believe that you can lose your salvation. It's a matter of, are you truly, have you truly given your life to Christ? And if you have, then after coming to his grace, there should be a change in your heart. And if there's no change of heart, and if you truly haven't given your life to Christ and felt the unction, to, if, if you do not have a desire to do the things in the will of God, that's when I say, I don't know if you're saved. Because there should be a change. There should be a change where you want to do things that please God. If you want to do things that don't please God, like want to do these things, like you don't care about the things that God um, like you seriously, I'm just kind of like, eh, yeah, masturbated anyways. But like, I, I just wanted to get that off. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I got to forgive me that kind of behavior. I doubt that you're saved, man. I, because if you can willingly do that stuff and it has no effect on you or you're not even concerned about that stuff, I doubt it. I just, that's, that's just for me. I just doubt that because there's no way you can come in contact with God like that. And then you're just like. Man, I, you know, I, I just want to go on willfully sinning. I don't think it can work like that and then you be saved. Personally, I feel like there's got to be a change at heart here. So, <laughs> going on to 15. Oh, did I say Luke 15? I'm in John 15, bro. I'm at the wrong one. Womp womp. All right. Jesus says, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you for a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Let's even break that down. When we talk about the branches that are cut off, think about this. If you're connected to the vine, Jesus is the vine. And if a branch is connected to the vine, that means Jesus as the vine is supplying the nutrients to the branch. If the branch doesn't remain to the vine, then that means it's not connected to Jesus. Meaning if a branch is not connected to Jesus, do you think that's a follower of Christ? The branch isn't connected to the vine. Jesus is the vine. So let's just use names here. The person is not connected in relationship with Jesus. So they get cut off and thrown into the fire. 
if you're a follower of Christ, if you truly are walking with Jesus, you are connected to the vine. So you're not getting cut off. So. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. Let's look, let's look at that because it talks more specifically about what we're going on. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. When you produce fruit, let's say what? Fruits of the spirit, right? Or if you produce fruits or if you produce good works for the kingdom of God, it shows that you are disciples of Jesus. And in James chapter three, we can see that faith without works is dead. You can have your faith, but without works, it's dead, meaning it ain't it ain't nothing. It's lifeless. But when you incorporate your faith with your works and works don't always got to be just your good deeds of like giving to the homeless or loaning somebody two hundred dollars or something like that. Okay, I don't want to make that seem like that was directed at you, Joe. That was just a number that came into my mind. I again appreciate you. Thank you. Love you so much for that. Thank not for that, but thank you so much. Um I threw myself off track. Anywho. But what was I saying? Yes. When you do not produce good works or do not do anything, you do not do anything to further show your faith in Jesus, your faith is dead. If I say I'm a Christian, but I don't do anything to please God, or if I don't do anything that God says to do, my faith is useless. I'm not doing anything to to display my faith to him. Forget showing off for people, to displaying my faith to him. If I don't do anything for him, how am I going to be a servant of somebody I don't serve? How am I going to be faithful to someone I don't do anything for? How am I going to do that? It doesn't make any sense. Um, So being obedient and putting in the work, doing things for Christ to therefore give out fruits, which bring forth glory to God is important. It's imperative. Um, I have loved you even as the father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay your life down for a friend. I read that completely wrong. But I want to go back to this verse specifically. When you obey when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. When you listen to what I tell you to do, you remain in me. When you follow the things I tell you to do, you're remaining in me. When I am obedient, I remain in Jesus. When I'm obedient to his word, I remain in him. I'm connected to the vine as a branch. If I'm connected to the vine as a branch that brings forth fruit, I'm getting my nutrients from Jesus. I'm being obedient and following his commandments. I'm in his love. I'm able to bear fruit because I'm connected to Jesus. Now, we have an option whether or not we're going to be obedient to be able to bear those fruits that give glory to God. Ah, God, I'm too scared to pray for this person in the middle of the store. I'm too scared. Okay, well, that one prayer could really change that person's life. That one prayer of you laying hands completely changed someone's course. They could start breaking down and crying because the fact that their mother died last week and you say one sentence and God let your love be ever present and let them never 
forget that they are uh, not alone. Something like that. You could say one sentence and that'll touch their heart. God will touch their heart. We have to do the work. We have to do the work and it's hard sometimes. It is hard sometimes. You can't just do it when you feel like it. You got to do 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 it. You got to read your word. You have got to pray. You have got to do these things. As a matter of fact, you don't got to do these things. It's a choice, which makes it even harder because you're not obligated to do these things. And there's grace being applied to you. And sometimes we take advantage of his grace all the time. We take advantage of his grace plenty. And you know what? He's still faithful to us. Still faithful to us in the fact that we are disobedient or controlled by our fear, even though we have the greatest support against that fear. Like we are not tailored to and hold the living God in our bodies as temples. First Corinthians chapter six. We have to do these things. We have to be obedient. We've got to put in the effort. We've got to stop smoking. We've got to start taking precautions against porn. We've got to stop. we got to stop pursuing. Uh, we got to get for real. we got to lock in. we got to be willing to really quit, quit focusing so much on these different things that take us away from God. God wants to spend time with us. God wants to develop and grow us. God wants to prepare us for our season. Psalm chapter 1. I'm going to do this one, and he may even give me some more. I don't know, but this is one of my favorite psalms, low-key, even though I've only read, like, barely any psalms. But anyways, oh, the joys of those who do not follow. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never never wither, and all they are, they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. But when you delight in the law of the Lord, if I had the ability right now to Alexa, what is the definition of delight? As a noun, delight is usually defined as a high degree of pleasure or enjoyment, joy, rapture. As a verb, delight is usually defined as to give great pleasure, satisfaction or enjoyment to please highly. For more, ask me to give you more definitions for delight. Alexa, stop. I don't know if y'all got that, if you were able to hear that, but the great, to take great joy, to take great fulfillment in the law of the Lord and to meditate on his word day and night, being equipped with the sword of the spirit. They are like trees planted along the river bank, river river living water constantly steady flowing a constant stream of water their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do All right, man. I think that's about it, man, for this episode. I think that's about it. Uh, there is one thing. There's one thing I want to drop. Ah, uh, there was this point I did want to make. 
two points. Two points, then I'm out. What you think about that, King James? He vibing with it. He vibing with it. All right. One thing that I'll say pertaining to this is we have to be willing to let things go to steadily pursue and go after God. For me, I'm going to be very transparent here. I've got to really stop spending so much time procrastinating on TikTok. I've got to stop spending so much time. And even though this may not be bad, there's got to be a limit here. Spending time on Instagram. Like there has been a lot of people coming to the podcast and a lot of people coming to the um to the social media, specifically Instagram more than anything. And there are people I'm the only one running word of reason right now. Very large on the right now. I don't know where we're going in the future, but right now it's just me. And over the last few days, last few weeks, I have probably received a few hundred comments, questions, this, that, and the other. And I tend to get stuck there. And if I get stuck there, I spend so much time responding to different comments and that's fine if I had like a select time but sometimes I go on there like again and again and again and then I'm spending two and a half hours on Instagram and I've only spent like an hour and a half with God and let me just remind you though it's not about timestamps so don't do things for timestamps okay well I read my Bible for five and a half hours today and then I only spent two hours on TikTok and two hours on YouTube. So really, technically, I have one hour more of serving God than I did serving YouTube. And that's not it. Because if in those five hours, you can't even tell me one thing that you read, it was all for nothing. Actually, no, it wasn't. Let me not say that. But if you spend five and a half hours and you can bear, you didn't really get anything from it, but you were like really trying to drag your heels to get it done. That's not the kind of attitude he wants. That's like pursuing a relationship and you have to force the other person to really be kin to what what you want to do. You have to drag them along to get activities. You have to drag them to get out the house. You have to drag them to do all that. You think God wants to drag you by your ankle to serve him? Choose to do it. When you do it from a heart out of love, out of desire, out of delight in his law. That's when God is looking at you. God says, this person desires me. And since you draw near to me, I shall draw near to you. And I will be there to talk with you. I will be there to teach you. I will be there to provide for you. In whatever way you need, you're my son or you're my daughter. I will take care of you. You draw near to me. I see you. I see you. We got to put in that work. It requires effort, and I'm realizing I got to put my foot down. Not only just because I'm in a position to talk with other people, talk to other people, talk with other people, talk uh, and teach other people to help provide a perspective because I'm in this position of speaking, and people hear me, and people are listening. I'm glad that this is very helpful. But I have to do this for me and my relationship with God. Remember, uh, I made an episode. It was probably like two or three episodes ago. I was wearing a, a camouflage hoodie. And not camouflage. I'm talking about, uh, what is it called? What What is that color? What is that color? Uh, uh, Tan. It's tan. It's tan. Anyways, I was wearing a tan hoodie. And I'm talking about the fact that don't do things for other people. Don't give without receiving first, right? And I'm applying that here of the fact that while, yes, I'm in a position where I can teach and help people, you know, get more understanding on God and this, that, and the other, I got to do this for myself. I got to put in the work. I got to put in the time to develop this relationship with God because it's a relationship. It is not a gumball machine. It is not like a quick game exchange. Don't work like that, man. We got to really put in this work. Okay. And there's one more thing I got to say and then I'm out. I'm out here. I don't know how long it's been. It's been a little while. 
<laughs> and that's uh, repentance is not a feeling. Repentance is an action. Repentance is not asking for forgiveness. Asking for forgiveness and repentance are two different things. Asking for forgiveness is the verbal declaration of asking for forgiveness. Repentance is an action. It is a turning around of the action. It is a turning away from the action. It is a rebuking of that sin. Repentance is not, God, I'm sorry. I promise never to do it again. Repentance isn't always verbal. Repentance ain't even got to be verbal. Repentance is based on your actions. A person can tell you all day, up, down, left, right, and center, what they're going to do and they don't ever do it. And we cannot do God like that. We cannot do God like that. When repentance is in the play, it is an action. It is the way you're going to go forth carrying yourself out. You don't even have to verbally state it. Be It's in your heart. It's going to be in your heart. It's a heart posture. Carry a repentant heart towards God. And walk in repentance, dog. Always going to be having to turn away from our sin. Turn away from the opportunity to choose it. Repentance is not just a verbal declaration. It is a physical manifestation of your heart. Repentance is the the physical manifestation of your heart posture towards God. I want you. I will choose to do the things of you. And I will choose to serve you. I will put off what I want to do and I'm going to be obedient. Home run. Yeah. Oh, y'all don't need to know about that, bro. That's for my Robloxians. (laughs) That's for my Robloxians, bro. Y'all don't need to know nothing about that. And I don't want to get my episode taken down. Anywho. All right, man. I'm done. I'm done today. Thank y'all so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, uh, let me know, man. Let me know if these episodes help you. I, I, again, thank you so much for the supporters. Thank you so much for those who reach out to me on Instagram. Thank you so much for those who reach out to me on the different platforms, the YouTube comments, any anywhere at all. It really touches my heart whenever I'm just like, God, okay, I'm seeing this plan that you have for me. Start to lay itself out and all these different people are saying, word of reason is helpful and it's just kind of like oh my gosh oh my gosh all right it's 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 getting here all right it's there i'm feeling the effects of it god okay (laughs) that's that's what it is like that's it's like god okay i'm starting to understand that i've got to really lock in um but not just not just for you with you guys in mind, because I definitely don't want to lead the sheep astray. Um, and I just want to make sure that I'm also doing it for myself, too. Because if I just see these episodes that I don't really like do these like studies and then those episodes, I could I feel like I could do this so much longer. Like the break I took feels like ages ago. Like, dog, I feel fine right now. Like, this ain't even a burn. I don't feel close to burning out. I don't feel like da-da-da-da-da. It feels like this is where we're pouring out to you guys genuinely from our experience, our understanding, and our genuine knowing of something, you know? Not just like, okay, I hit Bible Gateway, and I hit gotquestions.com, and, I, you know, I pieced this together last minute just because I wanted to make an upload to keep it consistent. Like, God keeps us consistent enough. Letting the Holy Spirit take over, let God speak through me, does enough. And, um, yeah, if you like it, I'm finna get on preaching. I'm finna get on preaching now. Come on now, gotta get me up off of here, brother. Wrap it up. It's time to get on out of here. Hi. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Again, all the links to anything you may need are deep down, deep down, dog, deep down, up in the description. Um, if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, Google Play Store, or if you're on the toilet in your grandmama's Volkswagen 1943, 
go on click that doggone description um me and king james over here my brother my brother you finna go on head on out here all right y'all thank you guys for watching this episode and i hope it helps you provide wait how do i want to do this y'all gonna be here for this hold on because i'm gonna do this right now i ain't editing nathan except for that bleep Thank you guys for listening to the Word of Reason podcast where we present uh, biblical principles and practical aspects. And I hope this episode provided you with more reason. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode and I will see y'all in the next one. Peace. All right. That, that don't even sound that bad, don't it, y'all? That don't even sound that bad, dude.